This week on Restore It All, we've got a choir of three people telling you you need a password manager. We talk about why you need it, how they work, and answers to common objections that you might have. I hope you enjoy the episode. You could restore Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restored All Podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I have with me my carpet demolition expert, Persona Maliandi. <laughs> How's it going, Curtis? How's your... um, so I have to say first, congratulations on being done with one room, putting one down room new flooring. out of six. That, that's, <laughs> it's progress, right? It's progress. They say is, the first one's the is. hardest, and then the rest go faster, right? Well, in my case, the first one is absolutely the hardest because it's the entryway, and it's got like this rounded entryway and a lot of funky angles and everything. Everything else is a rectangle, like a normal <laughs> house, but the front room was absolutely the hardest, and of course, I did it as the first. Um, so yeah, but but and then I ripped up a bunch more carpet last night, and uh, so. It's like the uh, but, kids who eat broccoli first and then they eat all the yummy stuff after, right? You get exactly. done with the bad stuff in the beginning and then everything else is exactly. good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but do you have any further advice for me? Uh, your, your YouTube pals? For, <laughs> <laughs> in terms of carpet repair or pulling up or anything else like that? No, not really. Okay. All right. Yeah, I got, well, I got nothing for you. Okay. Other, other than make sure your floors are flat. Make sure you don't work backwards. Oh, no, actually, I guess you have to work backwards this time. I have to work backwards in this one room, the yeah. one room I have to. And, okay, the um, only thing I will say is take breaks. Oh, trust me, that's happening. Yes. I do, yeah, because I'm freaking old. And <laughs> and now that and now that my doctor has informed me that I have bursitis on my knees, it just, who the hell? Like, why, why did I get this idea of laying down my own flooring? Anyway. Uh, you know, definitely falls into the category of I'm too old for this yeah. shit. But. And, and just don't go asking a flooring person how much it would have taken to install it. Okay. Oh, I already know. I have a quote. Okay. This time I know. I know okay. how much I'm saving. Okay. Uh, yeah. But, but at this point I am like, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's all anyway, good, Curtis. Yeah. Uh, well, let's bring out our guest. He has been in IT for over 20 years with an MBA from Temple University, where he also managed infrastructure. He was in pre-sales for several years and is now a lecturer in computer science at Montgomery County Community College. You can read his blog at Hainer.net. Welcome to the podcast, Chris Hainer. Gentlemen, how's everybody doing today? Well, doing well. You know, despite- I'm doing well. Not, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm putting a, an ice bag on my knee. I'm doing great. Yeah, I feel like we should put uh, the IT stuff to the side and talk about this flooring situation some more. <laughs> yeah, luxury luxury vinyl planking. That's what I'm all about. Um, replacing uh, like carpet, tile, and uh, the what do they call it? The Linoleum. laminate and the diners and the dining room. Like so, with one solid thing. Yeah. Anyway. It's a, it's a it's a fun project. I feel a bit a lot more fun if it was like I don't know, ten fifteen years ago. <laughs> if it was somebody else's if was, knees. If I was doing this with my forty year old body instead of my fifty five year old body, 
But uh, yeah, anyway, so uh, I, I know we brought you on. Um, I don't remember how I came upon your uh, your article, but we brought you on because, you know, I read this article that speaks to something that I believe in. Like I could have written the article just as much as you had. And that was this idea of I, I think the title was, yes, you do need a password manager. Does that sound about right? Yes, Brett, you do need a password manager. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. You think you don't. For the record, Persona and I both have password managers. Actually, I think Persona has two, don't you, Persona? No, I just have the one. Oh, I thought you had to, I thought you had one for work and one for No. Nope. nope. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So for um, home, I have my own, but I took a different approach than you, Curtis. I don't use a service. So you Wait. host your own? Yeah. I'm a da- I'm a Dashlane person. Uh, I don't know what you're using there, Chris. I have been LastPass for the past couple of years. Although, okay. and one of the things that actually got me to think about this article that ended up being posted a few months ago was my renewal is coming up. So yeah. I was kind of exploring some of the other options in the marketplace, and there's a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I I did a quick check, and I want to say I got to around forty different pod, uh, different. Password really? manager softwares that exist. Some of them everyone's absolutely heard of, right? Everybody's heard of Dashlane. Everybody's mm-hmm. heard of One Password. Um, hopefully, everybody's heard of LastPass. You know, those yeah. are like the main players. But then there's a lot of little bit players. Um, Bitwarden is an open source one that's pretty popular that you can also yeah. host your own with. And one of the things I think that makes it helpful is it's not that difficult to build these types of products. It's mm-hmm. Difficult to build them, though, with a feature set and a security reliability that people are going to be confident in. Yeah. Let's start with why do we need a password manager, right? Let's just, let's just start there. I mean, basically, the whole purpose of your article, because there, you know, there are people, we run into them, and they're like, well, I don't, you know, I, you know we, we should talk about, like, why we need one. And then we should talk about the, like, the objection of, well, I, well, I feel that that puts all my stuff in one place. It makes it easier to hack. Right. I'm worried that someone will get in and then they'll have my entire world. Uh, I think that's a valid concern. I just I just I think it, that any of the decent products have addressed that concern. Uh, and then and then I think we can talk about like um, basically features. Like and you talked about the features, the features and function, like the ones that I that I like a lot from Dashlane that, that made me choose it, some of which are now available in other products. Um, and um, I think that would round us out. So let's talk about let's talk about first, Chris. You know what? It why, why? Just why? <laughs> just why? Just why? Um, so the biggest reason is you are being required to get a username and password and log into pretty much every website that exists in the world. Mm-hmm. Now we can set aside whether that is necessary or advisable, but we have to do it. Yeah. And if you don't use a password manager, what you end up doing inevitably is using the same password over and over and over again. Right. And the trouble there is a lot of the times when a website gets breached, that username and password combination becomes immediately available to anybody who wants to pay for it. (laughs) Right. And I've actually looked into this and it is really, really sad in terms of how much a hacker has to pay for a valid username and password combination. 
It starts really? out at less than one tenth of one percent per person, and it goes down to zero dollars because about wow. a week after a breach, that information is publicly available. Right. Wow. But publicly available to oh, people. Oh, I see. I see. To to people that know where to go. Yeah. Right. The, I'm I'm assuming this is a dark web situation. That's the one. Yeah. Right. It seems now that I've had a password manager for forever, but I know there was a time when I knew that I shouldn't use um, the same password everywhere, but I didn't want to use a password manager. Right. And I didn't want to just use a spreadsheet. So I had this, you know, system. It turns out it's, it's not that uncommon, but I had a system where I, I did use the same password everywhere. Well, just the places it mattered. Right. Like, uh-huh. but okay, let me rephrase. If it was a site that it didn't matter, I had the same password everywhere. Like, who cared if somebody got my, you know, login credentials to Yahoo.com? Whatever. What? To what? <laughs> not Yahoo. to Yahoo. Not to Yahoo. No. But yeah, anything that I thought mattered, I had a separate password that was semi complex. And then I had a string that I would put on, I would append to that that was unique to each site. So I just had to remember. Yep that string for each site. I don't think I'm completely alone in that, in that idea. Um, but at some point I got the idea of trying a password manager and honestly, it's so much easier, <laughs> right? It's right. so much easier than, than the alternatives. I mean, Prasano, you, how, how long have you been? I've this? probably been using a password manager. I want to say the last eight years or so, or eight or 10 years. Yeah. And I agree. It's easy. I don't have to remember it. Um, And like you said, you can make those passwords more secure because I'm the type who always runs into here's the max number of characters a website supports, right? Because I'm always like 32 characters plus special characters plus everything, right? Throw the kitchen sink at it because I'm like, I don't need to remember it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a, Chris. That's something that comes up pretty regularly on here is is we talk about we use these password managers and then we, we have these giant passwords and then we get a site that says like, Oh, you can only have 16 characters in your password <laughs> and, and you can't have these special characters or it can't can be only... repeating characters or things like that. That always bugs me too. Right. They're basically putting together a recipe for an insecure password. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. another reason to be really, let's just say paranoid about the username and password combination, not being able to get into more than one website. Yeah. I I actually want to make a comment about that. Something you just brought up, Chris, a lot of people think password managers are just for creating random passwords, but you could also use it to create random usernames, which actually helps secure you in addition to just having a random password. Yeah. You don't use, yeah, that is, that's a very good point. And, And especially around personal security, there's no reason that you need to have the same username all over the internet. So if you're logging into a site that you don't necessarily care for or don't care about that much, you know, like a good example would be the website uh, called Newser, which is just a news ab- uh, aggregation site. They don't need to know who I really am. They just want to know where to send their newsletter. Right? right. So my username doesn't have to be associated with me as closely. So then if there's an inc- an incident and a newser or the like gets breached, then the breach doesn't associate with me directly because I didn't use the same username. And in fact, you can use a password manager to save a whole persona. So you can create a fake name for yourself and just have that autofill as well. Yeah. And, and also 
going one step further, some sites also require like security questions. I remember we had a guest, Curtis, I don't know if you remember Zoe, right, mm-hmm. who talked about how the fact that she uses like the security question, she creates them randomly. She's like, you don't need to know my birthday or the city I was born right. in as long as I remember. And you can also use a password manager, some of them, right. to store that additional information as well. So like you, you said, Chris, you have an entire new persona created for that site. Yeah, and I think that's a great point because it also comes into password um, management. It doesn't have to be in a password manager itself, but the idea that you are managing your information, that's a great rule for people. No matter what, do not ever answer those security questions, honestly. You know, what was the city that you grew up in? Sorry, I was born on 123 Anywhere Street, (laughs) and I dare you to prove different. Right. As long as you answer them the same way on the front end and the back end, doesn't really matter what you put there. Exactly. And that's another great use case for a password manager to keep that information for you. Yeah. The only thing that, and I I agree with everything you just said, the only thing that stinks about that is that that's not autofillable, right? Um, You're going to put that in the notes for your password manager in most cases, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, that does bring up uh, a challenge because it depends on the password manager whether or not they have an ability to natively store additional information or custom fields. Right. And how is the website built? Because nothing drives me up the wall faster than when a website puts in JavaScript that blocks a password manager from autofilling. Yes. Yes. That oh seems my gosh. so unnecessary. And there are, there are even some that won't allow you to paste, like even manually paste the password. Right. That, that's when I get, that's when I get like, it's one thing where, you know, if it won't autofill it, but then you're like, you like, okay, fine. It's one of these sites where I have to copy and paste it. And then you go to copy and paste it. And it's like, nope, here's what I think. Here's what I think we should do, Chris. I think we should start a website, like a website shaming website where, you know, we list companies that, that do stupid stuff like this. Like they, they, they have fewer than, you know, they, they have limitations on the size of the password. They have limitations on the number of characters we can put in um, and, the, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, and, and they can't and they won't allow us to autofill or copy and paste. I think we should. I like um, it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should do a little password shaming dot com. Oh, there was there was already a robust traffic in um, pass, not password shaming, but S3 bucket malfeasance shaming. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Sadly, ha- still happens. Well, you know what? If if it still happens, like with new stuff, then you deserve what you get because, <laughs> because AWS default. makes it really, really hard to make an open bucket now. Yeah. Right. And it used to be the default. Um, if you create an open bucket now, you really meant to do it, <laughs> which means you deserve you deserve everything that's coming to you. Right. Yeah, you had to click through giant flashing banners that say "Don't do this ever." Right. And yet here we are. <laughs> Someone is still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on to sort of the password managers itself, I'm sure a lot of people are like, "Hey, Google Chrome or Safari or Mac has Keychain, right? Why can't I just use that? Why do I need like what you were talking about, Chris, like a dash lane, a one password, LastPass, etc." Right. So that comes out to very simply the preference that you're going to have. Do you want to use something all within one infrastructure or do you want to use something that is independent of that infrastructure? So there's a, there's a big difference, for example, between using the password manager that's built into Chrome 
and the password manager that's built into Apple, right? Because the coverage is very different. But mm -hmm. for example, in a Chrome environment, you can have a Chrome account and you can save passwords and share them across securely, assuming you trust Google, of course, across different installations of that browser. So it's the same exact concept in the sense that wherever you try to log in, as long as you log in with your valid username and password, you get all of your passwords along with you. Pat, let me let me just append to your comment. All of the passwords associated with that Chrome profile. Right. Right. Because I use two Chrome profiles constantly. So mm -hmm. that's an important point. But no, is that's, a, that's a great point because it, it speaks immediately to the limitation of doing it this way. The one thing about it that you that is true is that it is uh, simple, straightforward. You don't have another product to manage. You don't have another product in many cases to pay for because most professional password managers that we're going to talk about are not free. Yeah, they might have some type of free tier, but it's usually deeply limiting. Yeah, but just to the Chrome example, isn't it a little bit of a chicken or egg problem because you still need to remember the password to how to log into Chrome, right? Into your Chrome right. account. Right before you can get access to the rest of your password. So, yeah. Well, I mean, but that's the same as a password manager. Yeah. Right. For everything you need to else. Remember yeah. that password, right? I will say, th th again, this is something that comes up regularly on the, on, on the podcast. Something is always better than nothing. Right. right. It, it, not using any password manager at all. Like, we're not arguing you have to use Dashlane or LastPass or OnePass. Right. We're, we're just arguing you need a password manager if you want to live in the one that's free with with Chrome. And again, I don't know anything about the security of how that is managed. I, I have that concern. Still better than nothing, I think. Yes. Um, right. Yeah. And to their credit, a lot of the major browsers can do this and they do it a lot better now than they used to do it. Right. Um, when password management first came out in Internet Explorer, it was saved basically in encoded, but in plain text on your computer. Right. Because, because the first, the first step in, you know, Dashlane, I remember was sucking all the passwords out of my browser that I had in my browser, which meant right. that they and, were stored in plain text somewhere. And exactly. How did they do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do that? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Chrome ones are better. Everything these days is at least at rest, encrypted AES-256. It's not really a problem with any major browser that you can think of. Everybody has their right. favorites. We've been talking about Chrome, but Firefox does it too. Uh, Edge does it too. And then with Microsoft and Apple, it gets a little bit more confusing because you can do it at an operating system level, right? So depending on the applications you're using, you can also use, um, uh, what is it called in, in Windows? I don't actually use Windows all that often, but... <laughs> I know they have a, a similar built-in like keychain. It's called not keychain. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Key bucket. <laughs> um, but that's where the third-party tools really have some value. So you immediately have to manage two different things. But, for example, when you install LastPass, you install an application that reaches out to all your browsers, plugs in and to that connection, an actual third-party plugin. So if you're on Chrome, you log in. Right-click, fill password. If you're in Internet Explorer, same thing. You can't have that kind of spread if you're just using the Chrome password manager. And also mobile and, right? Um, yes, like correct. I, I have Dashlane installed on my phone, so I get all this stuff on my phone as well. But mm -hmm. I believe, though, if you're using like an iPhone plus 
a Mac, right, and an iPad, right? I think with Apple's now, they have an iCloud keychain that'll sort of sync everything now across, assuming that you're using the same iCloud account across all your devices. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know anything about that, right? I haven't tried to use that. I mean, once I, once I went down the dash lane, yeah, there's no route. <laughs> I was pretty, and I'm paying like thirty nine bucks a year or something like that. Uh, and it comes with some like dark web monitoring or whatever, which, yep. which is, I don't know, which is just depressing. They're like, Hey, your email address showed up over here now. <laughs> um, right. And you're, you know, and I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. And when I see my fake birthday showed up over mm-hmm. in this other place, cause I use a fake birthday, just like we were talking about. I don't use my real birthday unless I'm dealing with like a bank or, you know, right. that sort of thing. Right. Yeah, just because um, a website is asking for your honest information, as long as you're not, like you're saying, a bank is a great case where you're going to want to be honest. But, right. Uh, sorry, Target.com. I was born in 1923, and I dare you to prove me different. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but just just how many, uh, we could have a little contest because I think I might win. How many passwords do you have in your password manager? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I looked at this before, and it was somewhere in the four to five hundred range. Yeah, I win. <laughs> I have about double that. Nice, but but okay, but again, I share the password manager with my wife, right? So oh, she buys. Interesting. She, thumb she on the does scales, a lot I of. There. What's that? It says a little bit of a thumb on the scales having more than one person. It is. It is. Yeah. I, I, but I think I'm more than, I'm more, I'm definitely more than half of that, of that. Uh, yeah. so I think I might win even if I go through it, but I don't even want to look. I don't want to look at 800 accounts, <laughs> start, <laughs> doing, start doing accounting of that. Um, but let's talk about, so we, we, we've talked about some of the alternatives. I, I, I don't think just not having anything is, I mean, there are people and I've seen it. There are people that use spreadsheets. As uh-huh. a password manager, or use their heads. I used to do that. <clears throat> I, there was a guy. There was a guy that I interacted with on Reddit that was just like, "It's not that hard to remember a unique password for every website." And I'm like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> Maybe like, for only seriously? at five websites that they visit, right? And and well, and, he, and I I argued with that. It, it, he's like, "No, I have you know." And he gave some number that was a significant number, and I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> Like yeah. why? And I think that comes back to what you what you said at the top, which is one way to get around using the same password everywhere is to come up with some kind of a mental algorithm that takes right, into consideration right. the website that you're using, for example. Right. So my my algorithm could be uh, I hate the Nike store dot com. I yeah. hate Adidas dot com. You know, oh, I, I like recognize it. that these are different passwords but they're the same in the sense that the algorithm is very easy to figure out once a password gets broken. So yeah, you know but each the problem, password like, is unique. Yeah. All, but the, the problem there is all, all, all that somebody has to do is hack one of those passwords. Exactly. Right. And then it's not that hard to figure out others. Again, it just depends on it. It's still, again, that's still better than nothing. Yeah. That's still uh-huh. better than using the exact same password everywhere. But, but I think, even with unique passwords or even whatever the algorithm is, right? Even if it's something more complex, that's still so much like mental load you have just to remember that stuff. It's like, why would you want to take that on with everything else in the world you could be doing with that mental capacity? You know, it's just, why do you want to clutter your brain? 
Right. Let's make this life is, easier. Let's do that this instead. It's like the, the Sherlock Holmes uh, philosophy, right? Because he has this thing that's like he doesn't want to put anything in his brain that isn't useful for everything, right? So, um, so I, I guess the only, um, I'll call it valid concern, because I, I think it's a concern that needs to be addressed, is, well, I'm worried that if I use a password manager, all of my passwords will be in the same place, and then someone will be able to not hack just one account, but my entire life. Right. Um, you know, what do we say to that? So the first thing to pay attention to with the provider that you're using is where does the encryption happen? If the encryption happens on your machine with your key, and then the only thing that the provider saves is the encrypted content, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if LastPass got hacked, for example. And that's a significant concern because like we talked about, older versions that were directly on the desktop weren't encrypted at all. So it's definitely right. a possibility. Because uh, Last, LastPass was hacked, right? They were hacked, but they did not lose individual account information in the sense of passwords. They lost oh, okay. other information, but the passwords okay. themselves were secure. Okay. Um, but you're right in the sense that you now have really a master account, for lack of a better word, that needs to be secured in a different way. You can't have your password for your password manager in your password manager. That's not going to work. But That's really, what we call what it catch twenty-two. Yeah. So what you need to do there is come up with a password that is really secure and again unique, but that you can trust your memory with. However, right. you should still double protect that account with multi-factor authentication. Um, and a lot of almost all of these providers make that in, uh, a possibility. So even if somebody does steal your master password to your password manager, they can't log in without that six digit code. Right. Right. I know with mine, it, you know, it pops up. I actually have to go to my phone, um, and authenticate. Like if I log into a new browser, uh, I, I have to go to my phone and authenticate that in the dash lane app itself. Right. Um, which, which I, I like that. I prefer that to, let's say an SMS. What happens though, if you forget your master password you're right you're well again <laughs> that, that just... i mean it's that's a really good question because for example if you have an apple account and you're enabled on icloud your stuff is encrypted in action and i'm sorry in motion and at rest however it's the master encryption of apple in icloud which means that if you lose your apple password apple can unlock it for you yep a lot of these providers don't do that by design. Right. Yep. So it's security versus convenience, which is a common seesaw that we find. But generally, if you forget and are locked out of your, like I keep coming back to LastPass because it's the one I know the best, their answer is, sorry. Do this they, is the way do, it's designed to Do they work. give you an option? Like I know Facebook, for instance, with their passwords, you could have like another person's account who you trust, who they could reach out to, or here's a recovery password that you can print out and store in a safe location just in case like a one-time password right some of them do do that and they also have sort of a, a dead man switch option that you can put in place as well we're starting to get into like enterprise level features though when you talk about that type of thing because another thing that exists if you're a business you can create an organization and then you can kind of have 
here's the engineering master password, here's the sales master password, et cetera, all the way across your company. And then because you're one layer down, now your IT department has the ability, if you enable it, to say, uh, Steve forgot his password, please reset it. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, For a while, my wife and I had, we we both had Dashlane and uh, I had my Dashlane password in her account and she had hers in mine. But then we realized, why are we both paying $39 a year (laughs) for what is essentially the same service? You know, and as long as, as long as I, neither of us had accounts that we didn't want the other one to be able to log into. Right. Right. So that, you know, that, that works, but um, the, uh, yeah, generally speaking, and I know, by the way, that let me throw out our, our disclaimer uh, the persona and I work for different companies. He works for Zoom. I work for Druva. And the opinions that you hear are um, ours. And this is not an official podcast of either company. Uh, and, and I say that, you know, what I just wanted to mention, you know, at Druva, up until just recently, um, this was the way Druva worked because we do our encryption using the password and it's a, it's a uh, envelope encryption system. And it wasn't that long ago that I was talking with a customer who had done this, where he had changed his Druva password. And it's like the only alternative was to basically just start over, right? Because there was, because we by design didn't allow you to reset your password because we couldn't figure out a way up until recently to do that without allowing someone in Druva to also be able to reset your password. Right. Cause you, it's a, right. So, um, so we figured it, we figured out a way, uh, thanks of course, to another new service by our, our lovely partner, AWS, <laughs> right. <laughs> thanks. Thanks to them. We were able to figure this out. So now you're actually able to reset the, the password. Uh, it does, it does trigger up, you know, MFA and all that kind of stuff. Right. But so, it, so, you you don't think that the concern of of having everything all in one place is a well you're you're saying it's a valid concern but it just means you need to look into the way the 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 products are built right exactly it's a concern that you have a number of options in the marketplace as to how you manage it you know one of the other concerns that people have that is similar to this is well what happens if lastpass goes out of business Right. You know, that those passwords can be as secure as they want, but if they go out of business and all of a sudden I can't use them anymore, then I might be 500 passwords into a big problem. Uh, and this is an argument that is often made and support of self-hosting your own solution. So a lot of the ones that we've been talking about live in the cloud. They're a service. You log into a website, username, password, the whole nine. You can do all this stuff for yourself for $0 if you'd like, or you can That's even me. have... <laughs> it's the best right. it's the best price out there isn't it yeah. zero dollars i'll <laughs> <Yeah>. take ten <laughs> yeah that, i i i think uh, again this this falls in the category of i mean if dash lane i'll just say dash lane if dash lane started going out of business we would get some kind of notification it wouldn't be like okay boom dash lane is out of business i don't know though password manager I, curtis works how many what? times have we talked to companies though that have basically been like something happened to my environment and the next day the business is gone right, right. so that's yeah, okay it's a possibility i just don't think it's a, come on mr backup saying that that's not an issue not a concern 
it's not a concern for me. How's that? I mean, because basically, if 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 Dashlane, if if they if there was any hint of financial instability, boom! I'm making a I'm making a an export real quick, right? right. Yeah, so and that I can then import that to another tool. And that's exactly what you can do for yourself: is periodically take an export, encrypt that export, keep it yeah. someplace safe. Um, Don't put it on that, Google Drive. <laughs> well, if you encrypt it, then we'll encrypt agree. it, right? Yeah, right. Another way that companies are solving that, along the lines of the enterprise level type of tools, uh, one that comes to mind is Keeper which has actually been around for a while, but they've only started making waves over the last year or two in the enterprise space. Right. They have an option where you can enable local only password management, which effectively means, yes, they have a copy of it up in the cloud and you can update and refresh whenever you want to, but you can say, I'm going to be offline for a week. I want my password manager to still work and it will still work. So the service is kind of neat in that way where you can download onto your machine have it actively running and functioning. And if their website or their business went out of business, you would still be okay. Yeah. So that's that's a keeper thing that not every single provider has. And again, we're talking about enterprise space with some of this stuff, but it's right. an interesting solution. Yeah, it is. So I want to hear I want to hear about what you do, Persona. What do I do? So yeah. <laughs> so I use KeePass, which is a free open source tool as well mm -hmm. for a password mm -hmm. manager. And I create passwords on my desktop, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't do browser integrations. Call me old school. I still copy and paste copy it and from paste. KeePass. Old school. Yep. Right. Um, and then that's how I use it on my laptop. And then what I do is I actually have a mobile version of KeePass installed on my phone and I manually sync the password file back and forth okay. from my desktop. So my desktop is always the primary copy and I never make changes on my mobile phone for my passwords. Do you have you have a backup of that? Yes, I do have a backup. Okay. Yep, I do keep <laughs> actually he hosts it on his S3 bucket. Yeah. Yeah, it's wide open for everyone, <laughs> but because there's a master password, it's yeah. not as bad. Yeah. Um, and, but but like you said, I don't make changes on my phone, right? So I don't have to worry about the syncing problem going back to it, right? And so it's always okay. just any changes happen on the laptop and then periodically push to the phone. And on the phone side, they've done great things. Like now it integrates with like Apple's password managers or features. So you can go to a website. You can say, hey, by the way, there's a username password. Click the password as it automatically loads the password from the mobile side as well. Yeah, I mean that sounds interesting for me. I, you know, it's I, more complex. I, I, th I think I've gotten used to the features and functionality that I get, you know, on Dashlane too much. Yeah. To, I mean, when you start talking about copying and pasting, when I have to copy and paste a password, I get pissed <laughs> off. Right. It's just well, way too much. Yeah. Way too much effort. Yeah. Um, the uh, I, I love. I mean, what happens to me is that I. Dashlane, the way Dashlane now works is it only it, it on the desktop, it only runs in the browser, right? right. So you, you have to, when you log in uh, a new time, like right now I'm looking up and I can see that Dashlane is deactivated at the moment. It's a little, the little D is orange instead of green. So I know if I went to a website right now to log in, 
I would have to go log into Dash Lane first. But as soon as I come back to the website, my password's already there. It's already autofilled. Yeah. I just have to click submit. It's just, I don't know. No, um, and I think that's a big thing that these password managers help with is you don't want, especially in security, right? You don't want things to be cumbersome in order for people to be secure, right? You want to be right. as seamless as possible. Looking at Dashlane <laughs> and all these other services, I think that's one of the biggest values they add, right? Is the fact that, yes, it is very simple to still get access to your websites or whatever else it is while being secure. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and in the case, I don't, again, I, I want to hear about LastPass, but I know in the case of Dash, so Dashlane has gotten where it was really rinky dink was on the phone. When I first got Dashlane, Dashlane was at best a thing I could copy and paste passwords into, into a website on the phone, right? Now it's really integrated with the with the website. Generally speaking, again, as long as I'm on, you know, a supporter browser on there, it it just automatically fills in the password, you know, the username and password. And it also integrates with um, face ID, right? If I want it to, you can turn that feature on and off. So all I have to do is look at literally look at the website and then just magic happens, right? Um, I do have to click the, there's a, the word password. That's the same thing I do. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I have to click password. Um, but, but then it, but then it, uh, it, it either makes me log in with my password or use face ID to, to integrate with that. Right. Um, and I, uh, I also recently found out that, and I, and I was happy about this is that it, it now supports password history. Right. So, um, because again, that by the way, that customer, that the Druva story that I told, we were actually able to get him logged in because his password manager had password history. So he logged in. He was able to um, I forget exactly how how it worked, but he was able to use that password history feature to be able to log in. Um, but um, the yeah, I love the password history feature. I love the you know the fact that I can use it to also it. I don't use this much, but it has the ability to automatically reset passwords on a lot of popular websites. Right. So you can just go into Dashlane and just say, reset my Facebook password. And it just does it. Cause that's the other thing. Changing your password on a regular website is, is way too much pain. Right. Um, and so automating that I think is, I think is good. What about LastPass? Like how did you end up, you know, at LastPass, because you've had it for a while now as well. Yeah, I've had it for a while, and I ended up going with them. They were the first password manager that I actually paid for. Um, okay. And I ended up going with them for the very reasonable, logical, and well-thought-out reason <laughs> that I had a coupon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I found myself in the same situation that, that you just described, which is I am now used to LastPass. I am used to its quirks and eccentricities. I know how mm -hmm. to do what I need to do with it with a minimum of fuss. Right. So I've had it for the, the past five years uh, on regular price. So they got their value out of that coupon, I'll say. <laughs> um, and overall, I feel like it's solid. Um, I don't think that it's mobile presence is great. I think it's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, I also think that doing things on the phone is super complicated. Um, I've never reliably had it work in terms of auto-filling the password on the phone. Sometimes oh. it works, sometimes it doesn't. It depends on the, the page. It depends on the time. It depends on the, the cycle of the moon. <laughs> well, well, I have to say Dashlane's pretty pretty good there. I mean, it works, I'm going to say, about 80% 80, 80 of the time. And when it doesn't work, it's the website. It's not Dashlane. Right. 
Yeah, right. and I think I think that speaks to Dashlane's goals as a company. Um, they actually a few days ago, I want to say their CTO did an interview, an AMA on Reddit, uh, which was quite good. And basically, what he was saying, talking about, was like touting all these new advancements, and it really feels to me like they're going hard after the consumer level market. And what that means is getting away from some of the enterprise features like, you know, the password sharing or, or the running offline, the things that a regular right. user is not going to necessarily be that concerned about. And in favor of let's build an absolutely rock solid cell phone service. Right. Where other companies are just like, listen, we've got 750 features. We'll, I mean, we're working on that one, but we got all these other ones too. Um, and that was one of the things that he said in this interview is they discontinued the application that it gets installed on the desktop tactically. Yep. They said there's too many products. We have to focus on what customers want and need. And this is not one of them. Yeah. And if you think about it, a lot of people these days, they like, I don't know about you guys, but I use my mobile phone probably 80% of the time. Like I'm rarely ever on my laptop and it's just like how I do things these days because it's always on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, my only criticism, and again, it, it's something I'm, they'll probably add, is they don't yet have MFA as part of their things that they manage. I know some other password managers will manage both your password and your MFA token. Um, so I use I use Authy for that. Yeah. Um, that, you might want to check, uh, check your terms and conditions. That might have actually changed this week. He oh, really? talked about the 2FA options that can be built into Dashlane if you want to use them. Okay. All right. <laughs> I will do that, Chris. <laughs> um, and actually, incidentally, I'm curious what, what you both think about using a multi-factor authentication from a password management company. Whether or not that that violates sort of the, the, the separation of, yeah. Of, yeah, of I, I've gone back and forth on that. I, 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 I I've gone back and forth on that. Let's just say I, I was considering changing it because of that. And then I had the same thought that you did of like, you know, maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. I, I think Good the question. I think the one thing to consider is like with the MFA, I would say a password manager is probably better than SMS based two factor authentication. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the other forms of two factor authentication. Is it as good as a standalone app? Probably not, but in order to make it seamless and easy for the user, I think that trade-off may be acceptable, especially for the consumer side. Yeah, I think that's the correct answer. And it kind of also goes along with the theme that we've been having here, which is there's multiple levels of security. It's up to you to determine how much is right for your use case. As long as the answer is not no security, <laughs> we're in a much better place. Yeah, I, I I think now that I'm thinking back, and, and again we we should just investigate this. Well, we'll see what we'll see what they've done. Like I would still want, like if it's not if I don't still have to reach for my phone, that's not really MFA, right? If I don't have to reach for a second device, something that I own, if it's just the password manager is going to manage my MFA, that's not really MFA, right? Right. Um, but but so but what if it's your password manager plus using your Face ID? On your phone. No, I'm as long as I have to reach for my phone. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But, as but, long as I have to have my phone in my hand. But so say you're logging in from your phone into a website. That's I'm fine with that. That's I'm fine. I'm fine with that. What I'm saying is is when I'm on a browser. Okay. 
and then if the browser version of Dashlane will manage both my password and my MFA token, hmm. that's everything all in one place. And that could potentially be, because then if somebody's got my master password, then they're in. There's no multi. Specifically about that, Curtis, about the browser, I think one thing you could do, and I think I know Okta does this, is even on your laptop, uh, if you use Okta and you log in, it has the ability to ask for your touch ID to verify that that is you. So it's not that it's automatic, right? It's just you don't need to go oh, to your oh, phone okay. and either push saying. a button or something else. It's still using another factor. So the, it's just locally something on your that system. I own could be my finger. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, Chris. Well, hey, you know th- this was this was like three guys in the same choir all singing the same <laughs> song, right? We were all. <laughs> yeah. We were, I was thinking we're about all that. on the same page there. Uh, you the know, title no, of the episode could probably just be "Yes, I agree." <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. What is interesting is that we've chosen three approaches, right? I've got Dashlane, you've got LastPass, and he's got what is it? Keep KeyPass, KeyPass, KeyPass. Yeah, which is a self-hosted uh, thing. Um, but just do it, man. Like <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's so. It, and the thing is, I think it's like it's like I, I, I'm going to liken it to virtualization again, and that is like vir- like you don't get virtualization. Try it. Right. Once you've tried what it's like to to be virtual, then you're like, why did I ever use heart, you know, uh, uh, raw metal right, or bare metal? Once you've seen what it's like to log into websites via a password manager, you're like, how did I ever n- not do this? Right. Right. Like, yeah. It's just so much easier and so much more secure uh, than than anything that you're going to do on yourself. Um, whether you cell phone, I'm not counting you, persona. You know, I'm saying, you know what I mean. Yes. Like, like a normal like person, else, like yeah. spreadsheet or a normal person doing yeah. it by themselves. So, right, yeah. What and, I often tell people is, if you're skeptical, just do it for one or two websites. Yeah, because then if you don't like it, no mm-hmm. harm, no foul. Yep. You uninstall right. and you move on. Right. But just see what it's like. Do something. You know, do something like cover your Facebook or. Go with something more secure. Cover your banking account. You know, you probably have a vested interest in keeping that password as complex as possible. Right. Feels like a great place to to practice. Yeah, agreed. And and I know, I don't know, um, I know Dashlane, again, I, I haven't checked in a while, but Dashlane, it used to be free as long as you only did it on one device. Um yeah. that was that was their that was their free version. But they also lock you down to 50 passwords at the moment. Oh, okay. Which, okay. you know, like I said, they're going to uh, pretty much an all pay unless you host your own. Uh, you're going to end up paying something yearly. But for right now, Dashlane's got their monthly uh, special, twenty nine ninety nine for the whole year, unlimited yeah. access to all of their features. Right. You know, to, to use a very uh, tortured metaphor, <laughs> it's like five cups of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is your well, security up- worth? <laughs> I yeah. gave up coffee though, Chris. So, you know, um, anyway, well, thanks Chris so much for, uh, for coming on. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> and thanks persona for, for film. I, you know, I've never actually really asked you what the, what you were doing. So I'm glad to, I'm glad to finally hear. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I don't talk about it a lot, but yeah, no, I know you're, I know you like to talk about your password manager a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> you want a little bit of security by obscurity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Well, hey, folks, get a password manager, will you? And thanks for listening. And remember to subscribe so that you can restore it all. Go.